Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be talking about this topsy-turvy journey that is parenting and how to get help if you need it. My name is Lucy Good and I'm the founder of Beanstalk Single Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog that covers everything for your single mother journey, a light-hearted Facebook group called The Single Mum Vine, where we focus on the good parts of single motherhood, my You've Got This, Single Mum e-course, as well as exclusive single mum discounts and giveaways. And it can all be found on my website, beanstalkmums.com.au. But for this podcast about reaching for help as a parent, which there is absolutely no shame in by the way I have done it many times myself I will be chatting to Kimberly Harper from Parent Line and before Kimberly comes on to chat to us I'm going to tell you a little bit about her Kimberly's been working with Queensland families for over 15 years primarily with parents and foster carers she's got a background in psychology and has worked in family counseling settings schools youth services and training facilitation roles in both the government and non-government sectors. She's developed a passion for specifically working with parents over the years as she found that when parents feel supported, the entire family tends to do better, which is true. And this passion led Kimberly to take on the role of parent line manager. Um, she's also the mother to two vastly different boys who amaze her and frustrate her daily in a way that only a parent can understand. Kimberly, welcome to the Beanstalk podcast today. Thanks so much, Lucy. Happy to be here. It's great to have you on. And it did uh, make me giggle to myself as I was saying uh, that bit about your two boys. I've got two girls and man, are they different to each other? It's really hard to know what to expect, isn't it? When you've got two kids, same sex, you expect them to be quite similar. Not always the case. No, not always the case at all, at all. No, like my, my boys, one, one is 11 and one is 22, vastly different, vastly different in all sorts of ways. Yeah. Oh, I can imagine with that age gap as well. And I found it weird because my, mine are nearly three years apart, my girls. And I think something that, again, it's this parenting journey that we're going to be talking about today. Something that I wasn't expecting is when I found out I was having a second girl, I just expected it to be exactly the same, the whole thing. Um, so when I had my second daughter and she was different in any way, even from when she was a baby, especially when she was a baby, she did something differently to how my first daughter did it. I panicked. I didn't realize <laughs> that they could be different. Um, and I guess that really it takes us to what we're talking about today is we just don't know, do we, what to expect as a parent? We don't. And we parent them differently. Like the amount of times over the years, I think parents have said to me, like, they don't, I don't understand. Like, they're so different, but I raised them exactly the same. And I'm like, mm, but we didn't. You know, we, we parent children differently depending on who they are. Yes. And, and in what order they come into the world. <laughs> Absolutely. So many, there's so many, so many things that will affect how we parent our, our children differently. Yeah, and of course, they are completely different and unique people in their own right. And even though in, in my case, my girls actually look so similar that everyone's getting confused about them, um, but they are so different and we have to respect that they are very different in so many ways. But look, I've got some really great questions for you here. And I, I'm really pleased that you've come on to chat to us because I've got loads of single mums on my platform and we are always asking for help between each other 
um, around parenting. And a lot of the questions that people ask begin with, oh, I'm embarrassed to ask this, or I feel stupid for asking this, um, or I couldn't put this anywhere else. And because there is a real problem with people wanting to reach out for help. So that takes me to my first question. So let's get the obvious out of the way first. Parenting doesn't come with a manual. <laughs> and this basically means that all parents are winging it. I know I am. Yet it seems we're expected to know what to do. And if we struggle as mothers, we feel there's something intrinsically wrong with us. And it's this feeling that can stop us reaching for help. Is this something you see a lot, Kimberly? And how do you bridge that divide between needing support and having the courage to reach for it? Look, I think, I think a lot of things um, stop parents specifically reaching out for help. Um, I definitely think there is that kind of, uh, that concept of comparison and I'm not doing as well and I'm, I'm, I'm confused and I'm struggling and I should be doing better. Other people seem to be able to manage and why aren't I kind of managing about it? Um, so I think first and foremost, like doing things like this, um, having services like Parentline, you know, getting, having discussions on Facebook groups, like you said, is really normalising um, that, that kind of concept of reaching out for help. Um, and I think a really big component of it as well, to be honest, because we are, you know, we're talking about such a specific kind of area when we talk about parenting. But when we think about what goes into our struggles as a parent, it is incredibly complex. Like, there's nothing in a mother or father or a caregiver's life that won't affect their capacity to parent, to be what they want to be for their child. And sometimes that kind of muddies the waters a little bit, I think, when uh, people are wondering what they even need help with. So what I kind of mean by that is, you know, we're, we're made up of a whole diff different range of things from, you know, our workplace and our relationships and finances and family and all that kind of stuff can potentially drain our, our cup, drain our capacity as a parent. And that means that we're going to struggle a little bit more. So I think sometimes it gets diluted. It gets diluted in terms of what exactly do I even need help with? Mm, yeah. And yeah, when you don't know what you need help with, it's very difficult to ask mm -hmm. for that help, isn't it? Absolutely. Like you'll have a parent kind of sitting there being like, I just don't understand because, you know, if they're struggling, for example, you know, with kind of sleep time and putting the little ones down to sleep, they're like, but you know, it was fine last week. And I, and I felt like I had, you know, I could manage it so much better last week. And now all of a sudden out of nowhere, I'm really struggling with it. And it's, I guess, kind of trying to help parents understand that there's a range of different things that are going to drain us that will make those individual things a lot harder sometimes. And it's okay to have that struggle, isn't it? It's absolutely, oh, absolutely. <laughs> you are human. We are human. We need to have we need to have that empathy for ourselves. Yes, it's not helped by all those memes and quotes that we see online about us being super mums and superhuman. I mean, we're just not. We try our no. hardest. And that really is enough to do that. I actually saw someone the other day who was telling me about um, putting on a protective bubble because I feel so stressed out by my children, even things that I worry about things that they worry about more than they worry about them. I take on everything. And I know that mums listening will be nodding in, in agreement because they do the same. And when you're taking on all the worries of even one child, but sometimes two, three, four, however many children you've got, 
it is exhausting. And somebody said to me, you've got to put on your protective bubble. And that is, um, you know, try, even though they might be struggling, you've got to protect yourself from that. And even just imagine the bubble around you and don't let every little thing get you because then your cup is half full and you can't actually help them with those worries. Um, Absolutely. Look, I think, I think two things. A, I don't even know what a, what a super mum looks like. I'm, the definition of yeah. that, I, I find that a really interesting concept. But also, like, we constantly um, will ask parents, like, do you know how important you are for your children? In terms of, like, their focus is always, like, you know, that focus being on, on the kids in the family as opposed to their own well-being and trying to flip that switch and being and, and really kind of drumming home that message, like you were saying in terms of that bubble, that they actually are the most important person for their children's well-being. Looking after them means their kids will be better. So yeah. it's trying to kind of flip that narrative a little bit just so parents, you know, understand how important their happiness and their well-being is to their children's happiness and well-being. And to help that well-being in ourselves, we do need to reach for support. So it's making people, sort of, as I said, it's bridging that gap, which I said in the question of people to understand that, yes, it's okay to ask for support. And if you get support, you're going to be stronger, you're going to be tooled up, um, and you're going to be able to help your children more. Um, so Kimberly, what are the main concerns you see with mothers in particular? Because I'm sure you get many fathers also, but with mothers yeah. in particular, contacting parent line. Uh, look, the, the range of, of calls that we get, we get around 12,000 contacts a year um, in Queensland alone. So, like, the range is vast. And I guess that's kind of really looking at, um, you know, individual families and, and what their struggles are. What's really interesting is I, I reckon a huge percentage of the, the mums that are calling our service are quite overwhelmed. And there's that kind of concept of like something has popped that balloon and they're incredibly overwhelmed at that point in time. But it's really kind of important for us as a counselling service specifically, as opposed to like an advice line, it's like, okay, well, what's blowing up that balloon? So while we might have, you know, my, my child, I'm really struggling with this specific issue, be it some type of behavioural issue or um, we get a lot of stuff around, you know, um, separated parenting and, and how to kind of navigate that, that, that field as well. So it's really important for us to, to look at what's actually going on, what's kind of blowing up that bubble, um, and for a parent to kind of understand that so many things are contributing to whatever specific concern that they're calling, calling with. Um, so it's really about kind of this is this is what has caused a parent to kind of call us, but how do we look after a parent's kind of a mum's emotional well-being in a really holistic way? Yeah, and it's interesting that you said the word overwhelm at the beginning there because I feel like everything comes back to overwhelm at the end of oh, the day. Absolutely. Whatever the actual, you know, we were just saying then that sometimes they can't even pinpoint what the problem is. And when you can't yeah. pinpoint what the problem is, it's really hard to find the support for that. But if you can't pinpoint the problem, but you feel overwhelmed, that's a problem and that's worth the phone call. And you don't have to necessarily ha be able to say, this is exactly what is causing my problem. I just feel completely overwhelmed in my role as a yeah. parent. 
And sometimes it's about helping that parent make sense of that. Sometimes yeah. it's about kind of, okay, let's organize this. Let's, you know, this is your life in it. And at the moment it's all kind of bleeding into each other because there's so much on. So let's kind of help you organize that a little bit and look at all these things that are draining and, and all these things that are contributing to that lack of capacity, to that feeling of overwhelm. And how about we kind of look at that and, and be really kind to ourselves and it's also kind of really important to then look at the child in that situation as well and I guess look at what's what's kind of underneath that that kind of behaviour that they might be presenting with as well because it helps parents kind of like have empathy for themselves, have empathy for their child and it allows them to reconnect and see each other again. So it's a really important space to kind of help someone sit and make sense of all the things that may be contributing to that overwhelming feeling. Yeah, and I'm, I recently actually wrote an article about overwhelm because I felt quite strongly that it was, especially in these horrible COVID times, that it was how a lot of people were feeling. And if anyone wants to see that article, it's I think it's called Managing Overwhelm as a Single Mother. But I've just listed a few of the ways, because I struggle a lot with overwhelm, so I've listed a lot of the, the ways I deal with it, just little things that we can do throughout the day just to release some of that pressure. Um, but I'm sure parent line you'd have um, even more tools that you could offer people when they are struggling with that or with anything else so can you just talk us through the benefits of our listeners today picking up the phone and sharing sharing their parenting worries and struggles with a professional at parent line or anywhere just with somebody who can listen I, I think honestly like I think it's that that instant feeling of release yes it's yeah. that instant kind of feeling of sharing the load with someone. And the guys that are on the other end of the phone are all professional qualified counsellors and they're objectively there to like help us regulate. And we kind of, we, we talk about this kind of concept of, you know, having, having someone help us regulate because that's what we do for our kids. Like it's our job as parents to kind of, you know, help them regulate when they're feeling really overwhelmed. And I think it's really, really important to, to normalize the fact that, that we need that, we need that help sometimes too. You know, we need that help for someone to sit with us and help us kind of regulate ourselves, regulate those feelings um, of overwhelm. Um, so I think that that's an instant, instant benefit. If we can see the benefit in us doing that for our kids, then, then surely we can see the benefit of having someone help us do that with, with ourselves. Yeah, because so often we say to ourselves as parents that we need to be present for our kids and we need to listen to them and show that they're being heard. Uh, we may, might be cooking dinner and running around trying to do a million things and our kids are talking to us. And we're clearly not that interesting because we've got so many things to do. And we all know as parents, that's the wrong thing to do. We need to actually sit down and listen to our kids. Why do we do that? Because it makes them feel better. It make, makes them feel valued. And so why don't we need that? As, as Just because we're adults, we also need to be listened to and heard. And just, um, I often say, if I'm feeling down and I have suffered from clinical depression for many years, one of my little tools is just to talk to somebody, even mm. if it is um, 
a, a friend on the phone. Sometimes it might even just be an online chat with um, a, one of my family members in England. But just to be able to have a conversation and tell people how you feel is an instant relief. And hey, look, Absolutely. we've got parent lines sitting there and people can just call you up. And, and not only can they get that release of what's building up in them, but they can get support as well. 100%. I think human beings, you know, by nature, we're built for connection. Our kids are built, you know, we're built to kind of connect with them. And, and, that, and sometimes we do neglect that in ourselves. Mm. So like having that option, because not everyone has the same options around them for, for support. So having an option that is literally available, um, that is completely free, that will allow us to feel connected, supported and kind of held in a space is super important. It is. It reminds me of um, a time a while ago, a friend of mine, a close friend, was having some sort of issue. I can't remember the details and they're not really relevant, but she phoned me up. <laughs> she just like, had a massive vent down the phone um, for about three minutes, nonstop talking. And she said, oh, thank you so much. I feel much better now. I- I've got to go. <laughs> put the phone down and I had said pretty much nothing I didn't say anything to her she she just needed to let it out yeah absolutely because it is it's that like I said earlier it's that concept of something is blowing up that balloon right like something is blowing it up over time life every everything that we have all the responsibilities that we have you know life in general is blowing up that balloon and instead of kind of waiting for something random to pop it how do we let the air out like, how do we actively, proactively let the air out of that balloon? Yeah, by talking to somebody. Yeah. Yeah, and that's such, such a powerful way to do it. And you also mentioned um, their kindness and empathy for between ourselves and our kids, because sometimes we lose that, don't we? And Absolutely. And that does make the situation worse. And then you're in this toxic environment where you, you're finding it really difficult to parent and everyone's being rude to one another. I've been there. Um, and um, I, it, it's made me think of a quote, which I actually found in a magazine the other day and I tore out and put it up on our wall, but it was from Mother Teresa. And I've actually looked it up since and there's a couple of different versions of it, but it says, if you want to change the world, go home and love your family. Yeah. If we can't do that, if we can't show kindness and empathy in our home, then we're not off to a very good start. So if I guess what I'm saying is to people listening in, if there isn't peace that you're in your home because you're struggling with parenting, make a phone call, get some support because there should be peace in your home and you should be there should be peace and love between your family and understand there isn't always, especially when your kids are young and you're just crazy busy. But I, I suppose, is that a red flag if, if, um, if, we, if we're feeling that there's really bad atmosphere in our house? That could be a red flag that we need to get support, couldn't it, Kimberly? Yeah. Um, look, I think, I think that trusting that kind of, look, I think that self-awareness around that. Like, is that, is that kind of feeling, is that the fact that we're, we're picking up on that where our capacity is low, that we're like, and if our capacity is low, is that if that balloon is full, then we're they're way more likely to react in ways that we, we don't want to. Um, and, and, and that then can lead to a lot of guilt and all the rest of it as well. So absolutely trying to kind of be self-aware and trying to, to kind of be as present as you can to know when you are low and how do we be proactive about them? Yeah. So for single parents such as myself and for our listeners, 
parenting can be, as we've said, very overwhelming. <laughs> um, but especially for us in terms of making big decisions on our own, dealing with finances on our own and possibly co-parenting or even completely sole parenting, which is um, just as hard as co-parenting, but different. What are your suggestions to us to help us manage all of this? Well, like I've been saying, for me, it's really around self-awareness and that kindness. So like if we, because I think we just kind of, we always kind of talk about, um, you know, the water that we're swimming in being our life. And sometimes we get really, really, uh, used to the temperature of the water and we stop seeing what's going on in it. So sitting down and realistically looking at all the things that may be affecting your water is with your family. And when we kind of do that, when we sit there and we list out all the things that we are currently, you know, responsible for or that is stressing us or that is worrying us, then that allows us to have a bit of empathy for ourselves. It allows us to, to know and understand, well, that makes sense why I kind of snapped during dinner, or it makes sense why I'm really struggling with the morning routine, because look at all these other things that are constantly kind of draining my capacity. It allows us to have self-awareness. And when we have that, when we do snap, it also kind of allows us to be kind as well, because we will lose our cool. We will lose our call, but the more we kind of are aware of that, the less we're going to lose our call. The, the, the quicker we're going to catch it in the sense of, you know, being able to own it and to be able to communicate with our kids and, and, and say to them, you know, this is going on and I'm really sorry, I shouldn't have kind of reacted like that. It allows us to pick our battles. So if we're really struggling and we know that our, our stress levels are high and we're feeling really overwhelmed, do we have the opportunity to const like to consciously, you know, maybe tonight I'm going to throw out like the dinner routine. Like it's not worth it. Like how about we get like we do a picnic on the rug and we watch a movie mm. and we pick this time because I know my balloon is full and that's potentially going to let out some air. Let's fall asleep on the couch. Like let's throw out some of the added stress that will um, make it harder and, and just go back to the kind of how do I reconnect? How do I fill my kids' cup? How do I fill mine? Yeah, and communicating with your kids as well. So if you are going to throw out that routine, as you say, tell them why you're doing it, maybe. just Absolutely. Mummy is just exhausted because I've done this, this and this. And for that reason, let's just do this tonight. Um, so... I think maybe talking to them, even when they're very young, it can and help to let them know. And you also mentioned you know, saying sorry. So if we do have that mummy meltdown, which we all do, and it's okay, but we do, our kids do deserve an apology afterwards. Like we would like an apology if they behave badly in front of us. So that kind of communicating with them at every level and sometimes letting them know that we're not coping. Um, but I love the way that you, you sort of said about the water analogy. I've not yeah. heard that one before. And yeah, think about that water. <laughs> you know, when you think about how's my family sitting at the moment? What's the temperature? <laughs> yes, exactly. Is that water clear? No, it's a sludgy, muddy, stagnant <laughs> pond type well, of thing. <laughs> and I love what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's hot, it's, it's dirty, it needs a filter. But like, I think... Yeah, that's it. Like yeah, talking... so I definitely need to do something about this water. Yeah. It's a right old mess. But also maybe saying at the moment the water's clear, it's free flowing, it's gorgeous. Yeah. Aren't I doing a good job right now everything's running well let's just appreciate I'm, it I'm absolutely five picking minutes. 
yeah, I'm picking up on what my kids need and they're, they're doing really well too because they'll tend to do better when we're doing better. I really love what you're saying in terms of the communication. When we go back to the, like, the normalising help-seeking, if we're talking to our kids about that stuff from a very early age, like you suggested, then that normalises it from day dot. You know, it's really kind of, we're you know, the next generation is really going to feel comfortable being like, well, I'm not okay right now. And I need, I need some help with that. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to reach out for help because mum did it and it's okay to do yeah. because of course. And it was completely of, normal. Yes, it is. Um, and also just for them to see that mum needs a break. We are not superhuman. We are human and we need a break. And if they grow up knowing that mum needed needs a bit of time here and a bit of time there to do certain things that's going to make her feel better then they'll expect that as they grow up um i do meditation 20 minutes morning and 20 minutes at night i've got two teenagers and they absolutely know never to disturb me during that time they are completely respectful that it's the one thing that i do and they can see the difference that it makes and they Mm -hmm. are so respectful i have a little um kind of this funny little butterfly thing that I got in a bunch of flowers someone once gave me, which I just blew tack onto my bedroom door while I'm meditating. If the butterfly's on the door, they are so respectful to me and quiet around the house because they know it's my time. And I think that comes from having been a single mom and had to communicate with them and say, look, I can't do this. I need to, I need some time out. They've always known that I've needed that. So now as they're older, it's just a given that mum needs some time out as well. Excellent. Love that. Yeah. And then another thing that you said um, about, you know, recognising the signs that things have become too much and you need to make a change. I, I was thinking it brought to mind when they were younger. I, rem- I remember that school mornings, you mentioned school mornings being really, really difficult. And I was like, oh God, why can't I do this right? And I was always stressed out, blaming myself for not doing school mornings right. One morning I dropped them off at school, got into work and and I suddenly thought, how many bags did we have between us this morning getting in the car? <laughs> 11 bags between us. <laughs> and, then, and that's when you say, hold on. So we're trying to get out of the house at 7 a.m. Having dressed, cleaned breakfast. We've got 11 bags. We've got musical instruments. Goodness knows what. It's like saying that it's almost comical. And that's what I would say in terms of actually being that, that having that self-awareness. Like, because if you're so used to it, like... You, you know, parents might actually blame, why is this so difficult for me? But actually sitting down and doing exactly what you did, being like, wow. Like, <laughs> if, if a friend told me this story about their morning, I'd, I'd be like, wow, mate. Like, that's impressive that you managed to get out the door. So why don't we have that same kind of ability to look at ourselves? That's yeah. what we're trying to promote. Yeah, and of course, by phoning somebody up, such as parent line, and saying I can't do school mornings and someone saying well what does your school morning involve and you tell them that there you have it that's the opening to start finding different ways of doing it and also to accept how bloody well you are doing and how hard Definitely. Like, it is time and having someone to kind of be available over, like we we stay involved with our parents if they if they want us to so actually kind of having someone okay so over the next couple of weeks this is what we're going to try we're going to do this with you we're going to kind of hold your hand while you do it because like I said we 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 kind of exist in that in in connection sometimes we need that extra help 
Mm. And particularly for single parents, that would just be such an incredible support. Absolutely. We've discussed um, overwhelm, managing overwhelm, which is, we kind of said is where everything leads in the end, whatever the initial problem is, we will end up at overwhelm. But what other advice do you have for our daily or our ongoing parenting practices, which will help us to not only survive, but to thrive in our roles as mums? I always kind of steer away from the, the concept of strategies because I find with strategies, it's, it's really kind of, it's individual and what, what's important for that family might not work for another family. Mm. My biggest kind of um, a bit of advice, my biggest message, if I could give one message to, to parents around Australia, it's like, do we understand how important we actually are? Do mm. we understand that we are the main character in our family, uh, in our family's story? That in terms of um, regulation, in terms of overwhelm, in terms of, you know, the, the, the temperature of the water, that our kids revolve around us. They regulate off us. Our kids do better when we feel better. So in terms of looking after ourselves, filling our cup, getting help when we need it, we want to be proactive. We want to be proactive and not wait until we're really completely empty. So it's really a lot about, so when I talk about the strategies, it's like, well, what's going to fill your cup? What's going to let some of the air out of the balloon? Is it about throwing away some of the, you know, the routines? You know, it might be the polar opposite. How about we throw away some of the routines and just spend time together? Other people are going to really need those, mm. those routines. What helps us feel connected, connected to our children, um, connected and cared about externally? And, and having a service with, like I said, those qualified kind of counsellors there um, can only help. So we want to understand a parent and we want to understand them in their individual story. And more than anything, we want to be super realistic because there's no magic button and there's no magic, like no magic pill, but feeling connected and feeling supported is a really good start. Yes, if only there was that magic button. Oh, right. Yeah. Bloody parenting manual. When will someone bring that actual parenting manual out so we're all prepared? <laughs> oh, and, and who knows how long that would be? It would be it would be a massive document. And we do. I feel like it would be more like a choose your own adventure book or something like that. Just to kind of match it to your individual story. Well, that's right. I think we'd all need different ones, wouldn't we? I think that's going to show how how um, how individualised it is for everybody. And I love that. Yeah, you don't when at parent line, you don't say, "Well, do this, this, and this," because what works for one might not work to another. It's about bringing it to a deeper level and saying, maybe just and, you know, kids want us to be happy. That's how. Well, they and, and parents aren't ring honestly. Parents aren't ringing us for strategies. Like we live in the age of information, and unfortunately. Everyone has an opinion, uh, especially when it comes to parenting. So parents can Google. You know, they can Google strategies around sleep and they can, I'm sure they've been given unsolicited advice at some stage. So parents, I, I truly deeply feel that parents aren't ringing us for set strategies. They're ringing us because they are feeling so overwhelmed. Yeah. They're ringing us for that and how we can then help them be what they need to be for their kids. And I, I'd like to add on one, and I don't know whether you would agree with me putting this one out here for helping people get through parenting. It's, I would say it's all just a phase. Um, if you're struggling with your kids, know that they, they grow up so fast that you're probably oh. just going through a phase and what's going on now will <laughs> next week or the week after it'd be quite different so knowing that it's a phase can sometimes help if you're struggling you think well it will get better and if it's going well at this time you can think this is great I'm going to enjoy this and be grateful for this because 
parenting is an ever-changing journey isn't it absolutely and think about us like like as the parents as the adults like we we go like that like we're going to have good times throughout out of, like even if we just look at one year we're going to have we're going to be feeling really good for periods we're going to have some down periods our kids yeah. are the same yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel different every morning when I wake up. Exactly. I open my eyes exactly. and think I feel good today, or mm, I don't feel great today, and I expect exactly. they're the same. And then we've got, to, and then we're all so connected that we've got to then all get up and we've all feel differently. It's a complicated thing to do this parenting game. It really <laughs> is. It really is. So how do we simplify it? We simplify it by how do we just maintain a loving, caring, um, supportive connection as yeah. best we can. I really love that. And it, it, it's in line with our household. I've, even since my kids were young, I've always said um, kindness and respect is what matters the most. So if you say something that doesn't follow those values, it wasn't the right thing to say in our house. And we yeah. keep it really, really simple in, in respect, in line with that. But look, I'm going to ask you to tell us a little bit more about Parent Line now. Mm -hmm what you can offer as in support, which you've already explained some of that, and also uh, where people can go to find you. Excellent. Um, so we run Parent Line in Queensland and Northern Territory. But in saying that, I know that you've got listeners all over Australia. There's Parent Lines in every state. They may do things slightly different, but Google Parent Line in whatever state you're in and you'll get some information on those services as well. So we run a virtual counselling service. So all, like I said, all our, our counsellors are qualified. We're open from 8am to 10pm every day of the year. Um, and so we have a phone service, which parents seem to use the most, um, but you can also get on web and chat to a counsellor via a web chat, or you can give us an email. So you can find us at parentline.com.au, um, or you can give us a call on 1300 30 1300. And like I said, we're really, really super passionate about like helping parents. And that can be in a one-off just a one-off phone call. Like I need, need a little bit of help right here, right now in this moment. Um, or we can always allocate counsellors and provide that more kind of ongoing kind of support as well, which is super important as well. And what is particularly good about Parentline is you mentioned earlier, Kimberly, about people receiving unsolicited advice or advice mm. based on other people's experiences. And yeah, Facebook and forums online are great to get support at the drop of a hat but you're not always getting the right support on our facebook group we won't actually allow people to post things if we think they might get the wrong support that you know could have a negative impact on an already difficult situation so we have Absolutely. to move a lot of posts we we want people to go to somewhere like parent line and get proper professional support and my god it's free it's free. <laughs> well, absolutely free guys not to make that call if you're struggling um but kimberly thanks so much for explaining that and thanks for sharing lots of lovely actionable tips with me today to help with this crazy parenting gig <laughs> thank you so much for having me i've, I've had a great time no, thank you. And to the single mums listening, Parent Line is one of those incredible free services, a little bit like the library, which I'm still fascinated is still around for us. And we're so lucky to have a service like Parent Line available to us. So utilise it if you need to and never feel shame about reaching for help with parenting. We're all entitled to a few tools to help us along the way. And most importantly, 
they'll not only help you, but they'll help the, your children as well. Um, and remember, if you've not visited my website, beanstalkmums.com.au, make sure you do. Not only will you find more products like this, um, there'll be heaps of other wonderful resources for your single mother journey, including my e-course where you can get more in-depth and personalized support from me. Um, and one final point before we leave you, if this podcast has helped you, please take just 30 seconds to rate and review it. The more reviews we can get, the easier these podcasts are to find by other single mums who need support, guidance and companionship on their single mother journeys. So until next time, ladies, goodbye. <laughs>